Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss scramble events, an upcoming NCGA tournament, and review Conway Farms' new back nine. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, episode 73, coming to you live from San Francisco, California for perhaps... The final time here. Indeed. Um, Indeed. I'm your host, or we're your host, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Not the last podcast. Not the last podcast, but uh, as a pair of San Francisco residents, um, Ryan here is is moving to Palo Alto, which is not too far. No, still Bay Area. Still Bay Area. Um, It's been a good run. 10 years here, us two. It has. Got to see a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Couple. Championships we got to witness. You got to watch your team win the Super Bowl here as well. Who played here? Uh, the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl Fifty. Shout out to the Broncos, Von Miller. Bunch of uh, bunch of Warriors championships. A lot of really Warriors fun. championships. A lot of Giants championships. And a lot of barrier golf. We have indeed. We have a pretty good lay of the land for the immediate Bay Area near us. Anything within, I'd say, like forty miles or so. One hundred percent. Been been a great time. Uh, so on the podcast today, we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to touch on uh, just congratulate a couple PGA Tour, LPGA Tour winners. We got a Conway Farms course review um, in episode 43. I did the front nine and they just redid the back nine. So I'm going to follow up on that. Uh, we're going to jump into an upcoming uh, NCGA event, which is a two-man scramble at beautiful Wente Vineyards. And then we will finish up talking about scramble events in general. Um, and then always we'll do our bets and our finish it with our up and down. Um, PGA real quick. We should uh, take a moment here. Uh, the small news, but kind of big news. Tony Finau got his, I, I mean, I consider it his first PGA Tour win because I believe his only other one was at the Puerto Rico Open. Um, Crazy so, to think that that's his first mainland yeah, victory. Exactly. Um, and he, here's a guy who's been ranked in the you know top 25 for a really long time. Everybody's been waiting for him to kind of break through. Um, so happy for him. Yes. Uh, gifted that tournament by Scott Stallings. Um, or not Scott Stallings, excuse me. Piercy. Um, com- double bogeying 18. Just yeah. completely biffing it. But um, yeah, yeah, top five Tony getting a big top five. Exactly. Finish there. So yeah. Uh, we're we're huge female guys, and so it's it's we're we're happy for him. Nice win. Yeah, always good. To Incredible see. field. Yeah, <laughs> not a great field. Uh, definitely not the most. Um, I mean, it's fresh off the the open, and uh, it was a good opportunity for him to get that first you know stateside win. Yeah, and this is um, you know in PGA Tour time. This is like it's it's uh, akin to like you know like the the final preseason games before the NFL season. So all yeah. these guys trying to get into the FedEx Cup. All your dudes, I don't I, I reckon we won't see Chef and Cam Smith and no. Cantley and all these guys that have uh FedEx Cups cup spots secured until the first event at the St. Jude a couple weeks from now. So yes. um but it still makes for some good entertaining golf. Uh guys trying to grind it out and get in that field. So Yeah. Tremendous. Um 
Yeah, I mean that's really all I got to say about about Tony. Good to I see watched, it. the good guy in golf win. Yeah, you know? I mean I watched none of that tournament essentially no. after Thursday. Had a big weekend celebrating uh, Jack's wedding with uh, with Emily and all that stuff. So it was a great. Uh, my 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 mind was elsewhere. Yes, I did. However, watch a, a ton of Evian mm-hmm. um, Ladies Championship, Ladies Major Championship in uh, France. Um, I was up early almost every day. And um, Brooke Henderson took that thing home. It was, uh, A, I mean, she played great. The first two days, she was outstanding. I think she had, she went 67, 64, something like I that. I think it was, she was the first to shoot two rounds or the two opening rounds at 64 or under. There or we go. Like yeah, that. yeah. So she was I- incredible in the lead. She had the lead. I, I was worried as someone that bet on Brooke Henderson going into Sunday because she hadn't really had a bad round. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of people in contention kind of underneath her, a couple shots back. Um, but to her credit, she was a couple over par on the front nine and made some clutch birdies going down the stretch and then birdied 18 to uh, to, to lock that thing up. And... Um, it was it was fun to watch, dude. I mean, it's cool seeing her, her sisters, her caddy, which we've talked about before. Um, but it's just cool seeing her, her and her sister talk shots out and discuss stuff in crunch time. Uh, they're two of my favorites on, or she's one of my favorites on the LPGA. I mean, they're two of my favorites. They're mm-hmm. team, two of my favorites on the LPGA tour. Um, huge win. Brooke's been playing great all season. Uh, she's by far the Canadian golf goat. We talked yeah. about this when she won. She won a tournament, a regular tournament, about a month back. And I said, you know, that that's, that was her eleventh victory. This is now her twelfth victory. Two major championships. Incredible. No Canadian golfer, uh, you know, for the men's for men on the men's side, anywhere near that um, that kind of clout. And it's definitely not going to be her last major championship. I don't think so either. I mean, she's only 25 years old. I was just going to say, so, she's on the younger side. Uh, she's got a, a powerful swing that'll last her for, for quite a long time. She's a natural athlete, um, obviously coming from a hockey background. So I just think it's definitely not the last one she'll win. And she's just going to keep racking yeah, them up. Yeah, I mean, and dude, on 18, she, you know, she, 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 she was tied for the lead on 18, pulls her drive. It's a par five that was playing really gettable for everyone, um, which is awesome. That's a great way to finish a major championship. A par five where people are hit putting for eagle. Many people, she eagle was out of the question for her. She laid up, hit a great wedge shot, and then I mean, just you know, you you see people with major championship winning putts, um, and she she went after that putt. Yeah, um, it was a no doubter, drained it, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I was pulling for her, obviously, as someone that bet on her, but um, also that's just one of my favorite LPGA players, too, yeah, so I was, definitely. I was rooting for her. Yeah, I had a, a fun time watching her when she was here for the U.S. Open last year. Um, just a real sweet swing, good to watch. She chokes down on every club, yeah. too, which is interesting for for being one of the longer hitters on the LPGA Tour. It's mm-hmm. interesting that she chokes down on every club, but um, yeah, she produces a shitload of power and uh, gets after it so um yeah it was a that was a real fun tournament to watch there was tons of people tons of star power in the in the final rounds that were that were that were there um so shout out to the ladies again putting on some entertainment albeit at uh like you know 
five in the morning. J.R. Smith was up on Twitter talking about it too, which Love was it. great. Um, but no, nah, it was cool. It was good, to- good, good tournament. Good result again as someone that bet on Brook. Thank you for cashing twenty-two to one odds there. Yes, that was yes. Um, like I said, I was a little worried because it was so easy. Um, for the first three days, I I, I I figured a little bit of regression to the mean, um, but she went through her rough spell and then uh, brought it home. Brought yeah. it home for us, Brook Brook betters. Excellent, excellent. Um, so yeah, so congrats to the winners this week. Um, I was actually out at a golf course pretty much the entire weekend. Uh, I figured we just jump into the course review now. Uh, Conway Farms. It's in Lake Forest, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Episode 43, we covered the, the front nine there. And so that first time playing out there, I covered the, the facilities, which are top-notch. Absolutely, the driving range, amazing. It's huge. More than enough areas to hit. It's like one of those turf uh, driving ranges to where you don't – it's not all sandy because mm-hmm. they have such a huge area to uh, move the tee boxes around. And it's just top notch when you're at a at a club like that. Um, the amount of care you get, uh, a lot of space for a driving range out in Illinois. A lot well. of space, um, man. So it's a little different than the Bay Area golf courses that we're used to. And exactly. Practice facilities. Yep. Um, the short game areas I actually got to experience for the first time, and it was it's it's great. So it got this huge green shipping area, bunkers, um, and then like two separate areas for that. So. Uh, a lot of fun. So the the conditions on the new course, they just redid it all. And it's more like away from the water. It's more like in, into the trees and stuff like that. Away from the houses for the most part. And it was, it was super nice, dude. Uh, a lot of holes that it, it's not, it's not super long, but the, the greens are tough. Um, and I'll get into those in a minute, but the, the tee boxes were in good shape, uh, nice and flat, plenty of f- uh, fresh places to hit. The fairways were absolutely perfect. It might be the best hitting surface, and I, I'm pretty sure the fairways are also bent grass. Pretty much the best hitting surface I've ever been able to hit off of. Um, it's just everything is super nice. Every lie is great. They really take r- exceptional care of that golf course. Um, the the bunkers, great, great sand, easy to hit out of, but firm enough to where your ball just doesn't you know fry egg every mm-hmm. single time. Uh, and the greens is where the course really shows up. The greens are hard, they're fast and they're true. Also bent grass. Uh, They're incredible. It's incredible to put on it because it rolls so true. It's tough to get a feel for the speed because any variation in your speed is a few extra inches instead of it being like, you know, half an inch, two inches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you really have to uh, get the speed down. And I, I struggled with that. Um, both uphill, downhill, the brakes weren't crazy because it's pretty flat out there. They do have some greens with undulation, but overall it was just, it, it, it's a real challenge to first get on the green close and then be able to, yeah. uh, to get the putt. So, as, uh, as someone that struggles with sh- slow greens and long putts, um, I love a nice, true, fast green like that. I think you um, love putting. Out there. I, I love putting on harder, you know, kind of faster greens. Mm-hmm. Um, my aim may be off, but I always feel like my speed is so much better. I stink at having to putt on slow greens. Yeah, um, I, I'm either embarrassingly short or I just juice it 
you know, a million miles past the hole. Um, I wonder what the... And to me, that's a, co- a sign of a really good course, too, is, is you know, challenging fast greens, but they still roll true, um, and they stay true throughout the, the remainder of your round. So uh, that's... That's cool. I mean, you gave this place a great review for the the front nine, mm-hmm. uh, the first nine, and so I would expect no less um, on the back nine. Exactly. Yeah. So it was all freshly re- uh, freshly done. They really put some challenging bunkers out there. It really makes you think your way around on the back nine um, in terms of design and playability. But overall, I mean, it's a challenging, challenging course. Like as a whole, all the eighteen, the the second nine they just did the the one of the last par threes is awesome. That goes right by the clubhouse there, but it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's for the entire course is definitely built for more experienced golfers. As Uh, most private clubs are right. Um, Uh, not all. I I think it depends. It really does. Uh, I mean, like if you go to, to Sunnyside, Sunnyside is a challenge is is pretty challenging, but it's a little bit easier, right? Yeah. It's also a really, really old course. And and it's Valley golf too. Right. You know, I think it's it's come, it seems easier to us as Mm -hmm. Bay area golfers. And we're so used to the narrow, you know, narrow tree lining, right? Every and and tons of elevation and stuff. All of a sudden, we go out to the valley. The ball flies further, and you know, I, we can very easily hit from the adjacent fairway onto exactly. the green. Um, so, but no, I I I, I I I get your point there too. Yeah. Um, I mean, at, at Conway Farms, you can tell that they really take their golf seriously. They make it challenging, difficult. They want to attract. Um, players, really good players, and they take it very seriously. And it's not; it's they don't make it easy for for casuals. That's for sure. You got to go out there, and if you want to, you know, pr- uh, put up a low score, you have to play really well. You have to be able to putt. And we had a guy in our group who's a member out there, and you could tell once you get the greens down, you could really go score low out there. And it's not super long by any means. It does have some holes that are that are longer on the longer side. That you know they have some true three shot par three uh, par fives. Um, the, the par threes aren't particularly long. You're not hitting a long iron too much out there on those, but there's a ton of different ways to play the course. You don't have to go driver on every hole, nice. but it definitely, um, you definitely have a benefit though. If you can, if you can put drive, it out there, yeah, drive accurately. I actually played, uh, very well on the new nine. I did not play particularly well on the front. I had a lot of du- double bogeys, but we were playing a four man best ball and we were taking the two best scores and netting those out. So we had... Uh, I think we finished at eight under as a team. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. It it was really fun. We had some ballers on on our squad. Um, we, we should have been we should have been much lower, but you know everyone says that. So yeah, uh, golf overall, hard. yeah, golf was hard. Overall, I wanted to bump this this rating up. I gave it a three three six um, back in October, but I was looking at our ratings. And do I think that it's equal to a Spanish Bay? I can't necessarily say yes. So I'm going to give it. I gave a four. Well, yeah, you're you're two thousand miles away from the goddamn Pacific Ocean, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I'm gonna, that I gave that a four four. I'm going to give this from a three three six to a three three nine, as okay. close as I can because it was it's it's so much fun out there. You have the whole course essentially to yourself, um, which is a, a plus. But I mean, that's just a plus of playing a private. The private club, uh, the way they take care of the course on top of the design and how 
how much pride you can you can tell they take it. It's no surprise that he even gives the pros uh, a, a run for their money when they go out there and host the BMW every once in a while. Yeah. So, no, I mean you got to find ways to make it interesting, right? Um, when you're talking Illinois, right, and in the middle of America, golf courses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different than what we're used to for as far as challenging courses out here. We think elevation, narrow. Right. Um, Obviously, not very many elevation changes no. to deal with. Right, uh, <laughs> right. I feel like but, every golf course out here is, is <laughs> at least in the Bay Area, is is like shoehorned into a small area where they have to use elevation changes and stuff like that. Yeah, kind of quirky yeah. golf holes, and you have you know a lot more wind. Uh, you have you know fog, ocean air, ocean air, and all that stuff. Now there was still wind out there, obviously in Chicago, you know the windy city, but the day that we, the two days that we played out there, it hasn't been too bad. So it was, it was a really fun time. Shout out to the, the, the new Straubs, Mr. And Mrs. Yep. Let's you, go. Congrats. Congratulations. So overall incredible. Uh, can't wait to play it more in the future. Uh, they're redoing the nine that I played the original nine. They're redoing that next. So next, nice. su- next summer, okay, cool. it'll be that entire course will be completely done. Jack got in as a member at the absolute perfect time. So uh, really looking forward to that. All right. Should we move on? From what else are you looking forward to, sir? I'm looking, <laughs> I am looking forward to playing on some ryegrass out at Wenty Vineyards in our WNT NCGA event, uh, which is a two-man scramble. Wenty Vineyards, little couple fun facts about it. It's a uh, essentially a 7,200-yard uh, par 72 and that's from the tip so it's not super super long it has a, a bunch of uh tee boxes so the the absolute tips that's where it's you know that's the measured distance. out from yeah, yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to playing that course um here's something that do you know who designed it i have not the slightest uh, bill wenty no no <laughs> close <laughs> close um in honor of shark week Greg oh, the Shark Norman the shark. Des- design. So I mean, maybe when we're out there, they, they might be they might be hosting a live event. They next might be hosting. They, they added two more events for the 2023 calendar. Who I knows? Mean, we'll see you guys out there. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was a bit of uh, of a surprise and kind of a fun fact to see. Um, it was opened in 1998. It's got uh, wow. wood. It's got woodlands, vineyards, rolling hill, hills, and. It's uh, a beautiful course. It has a diversity of play unmatched in the Bay Area, designed for both novice and pro. So we'll be the judge of that when we go out there and play. And it has played host to uh, the Livermore Valley Wine Country Championship and is part of the PGA Tour's well, it says here nationwide tour. So I wonder if they if they play the the corn ferry. Corn ferry out there. There's probably some sort of event out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude, it looks cool from kind of peeking at the the uh, yardage book mm-hmm. um i'm guessing there's some elevation in play yeah uh, in the foothills out there rolling hills in, it in says more uh looks a little narrow seems like a lot of bunkers um a little bit of water vineyard hazards uh rattlesnakes i'm, I'm certain are out there yep um which bodes well for me. Typically, if I know fear of snake, I I, I can lock the mental acuity in even more yeah. to try to keep those tee shots within the uh, 
the short green grass and out of uh, the highlands. Yep. Where it, the r- rattlesnakes reside. Yeah. Um, but you're going to have to hit out of there. You can, This week, you can't be I'm, kicking your ball out. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, well, if, if I hit in there, I'm hoping that you plan to drive down the fairway <laughs> and I can just cue yeah. that up as an L. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the tee boxes here. It, I'm pretty sure we're not going to play the golds. If we play the blues even, it's only 62-66. Um, and then if, it, if we're playing from the whites like they sometimes do in the events, it's even shorter at, at 5,600 yards. And I'm just looking at the scorecard and going through here. And there's it, depending on how the, the, the layouts are and uh, the elevation changes, there's a lot of short par fours yeah. out there. Yeah. And the par fives don't seem particularly long either and uh just looking at the par threes you know no insane 200 yard no no a lot of bunkers around the par threes though yes Um, there is a ton (laughs) of bunkers i mean every par three i've looked at on here has got is just surrounded by bunkers there's water out there on a few holes creek Uh, running through kind of the whole course it looks like mm -hmm. looking at yeah there's there's a there's a creek there on six that you can see it's there on on eight and nine as well. And it kind of comes back, I think, towards the uh, last few holes. There's some water, and yeah, I see 16, 17, 18 got the creek running through there. Yeah, uh, it's really cool to see the the vineyards are definitely in play at a lot on a lot of the holes here. So it'll be fun. It really looks like accuracy is key. Keeping keeping it in the fairway, off the tee box. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's that's what kind of let us down the last time we played in this in this type of event was not being too accurate off the tee at the same time. Yeah. So we got to make sure that one of us is easier said than done, but one of us, you know, somewhere playable, if not the fairway. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like shot. to think that I got a little more confidence with my driver in hand um, at this point in time than I did when we played, uh, when we did this last year at Silverado. Yep. So plan of attack. I've already touched on one of the main things was getting somebody playable off the tee. Uh, fairways are definitely at a premium. But a couple other things that I learned last time we played uh, was don't rush any shot. Take your time. Talk to each other. Yep. Let us know what each one of us is going to do. Don't try to talk in, someone into really doing anything, but communicate yeah, what you're trying your to do. Shot, especially on the greens too. Exactly. I felt like we were very fast um, on the greens at Silverado. Um, and so really discussing how we're going to approach putts. Um, and then, you know, obviously we have two putts from that spot right. to, to, to try to drain one. So um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm curious to see how these greens are. Um I don't re- I don't remember playing on ryegrass. I'm sure I have before, so I'm mentally uh, interested in figuring and in, in seeing what that's like, what the difference is between playing on because we play on poa most of the time, and then going from to bent grass, which is like a polar opposite. I wonder if like rye is somewhere in between. So I'll have to look up some comparable courses uh, that have that we possibly play that have ryegrass. Yeah, we gotta we gotta avoid. You know, I felt what was our big downfall. At Silverado was, and you can't plan for this, um, but we gotta we gotta pick each other up and not both have a bad hole, right? Or the same hole. I uh, think we were, we were pigeonholed last time because you have to play like six drives or six tee shots of, of the other player, and we were kind of uh, in a pinch early on. So yeah, we're having to play 
uh, inferior shots off the tee before we would really like to. So I kind of think that as long as we get off to a good start, get a couple of our drives in the mix there so we yep. can just go ahead and just keep playing. Yep, yep, yep. Swing free, and then um, I think it all comes down to putting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no double bogeys. If we can avoid that, we'll, we'll place a lot better than we did last time. And then most importantly which we did last time was, is have fun. Yeah. I don't think that one's an, an, an issue. Um, but, but needs to be said, right. um, because, because, uh, again, we, we want to be relaxed and I think we'll have a slightly looser anus yes. than, than, uh, out at Silverado. Yep. Um, and ha- speaking of having fun, everyone who's playing out there, you're just out there to have fun. There's no need to, uh, let's just say um, embellish embellish your score. There's no need to to not play by the rules that everybody else is playing, which brings us to our next topic here, which is scramble events in general. And so I might have brought it up uh, on another podcast, but I played in in one of these scrambles, but it was a four man at my home course in Manteca, California, and the winning score was a 55, a score of 55, a 17 under. Which and, is totally possible. Which is in totally a scramble possible. Event. Totally possible. Second place was fifty six. Okay, and this was an event where you could buy mulligans and stuff like that, and they had uh, holes that you could buy uh, one hole that you could buy a birdie or you could buy uh, a hole in one. But that was going towards charity. Everybody has the option to do that. That's a that's something that's available to everybody. But when the winning team goes up there and gets their their prize at fifty five, the team clearly was not capable of shooting a 55. So I'm pretty sure there was some gimmies that were given or something that happened because I know three of the golfers and the one outlier, unless they played his shot every single time, I still don't think they're shooting a 55 if it's just one player. Um, The team that shot a 56, on the other hand... Looked like some sticks. They were all sticks. uh, And nothing against old folks, but the team that won had a guy... 75 years and a guy of 85 years on the team and um no offense but old blue didn't know where the hell he even fucking was yeah yeah so there's no need to do that because you cheat out a team like the 56 who actually went out there and put up a great score and you know although they're still getting second place they deserve to to take home that win you know what i mean so overall this is a common thing i see in scramble events anybody who talks about them has witnessed this they don't know anybody that's actually won one of these because of uh uh because there's always some funky stuff those those guys don't have friends that go out there and cheat so just out of curiosity how often do you think people cheat at these events i think in your every kind of -of run-of-the-mill um club or you know local tournament Mm -hmm. i think you've got probably 40 percent that are cheating and not cheating necessarily on the course but Mm -hmm. maybe embellishing on their handicap um and you know playing at a whatever a a 16 when they're Mm -hmm. really playing at a you know 12 or 13 um and so maybe you know kind of under the rug cheating like that i think goes on a little bit more Mm -hmm. the blatant cheating is you know i mean golf's an honor system so it's 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 the same you know it's it's like if you're just playing by yourself what are you gonna you gonna mark yourself down for a single double Mm -hmm. when you, you you know you 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 doubled it and you put a single down i mean 
And at that point, it's just like, you know, you're only, it sounds hella cliche and corny, but you're only cheating yourself, right? right? I mean, if it makes you feel good that you walked off there shooting a pseudo 83 when you really shot a, you know, 88, um, right. I, I don't know. It's, it, but I think, I think in, you know, again, your kind of common folk tournaments, I think right. <laughs> there's a lot of funny stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, I the think handicap th- system is great, but there's yeah. a lot of, uh, you know, room for embellishing on and posting your scores and mm-hmm. etc. So uh I think it's pretty common myself. Right. I think it's common depending on the format. I, I don't think there's gonna be a bunch of cheaters at the uh at this event that we're about to go play. One, the rules are very clear. Two, you're not uh your handicap is hard coded. Well have- and it's and it's two man scramble. So we're playing exactly against what two people to. that aren't on our team. So right. they, you keep each other in check versus just playing with your group that, right. that you're going to, you know, oh, let that one slide or whatever. So I think that's huge um, because then the then the honor system, then it becomes, you know, like now people can actually see you cheating too. Exactly. Um, so I, I think that's a huge – I think the – I think that's why they set it up as a two-man scramble tournament for the NCGA and not a four-person tournament. I completely agree. So the two-man keeps everybody honest. It's I think it's better too because um, I think that the score is more uh, it's more indicative of how you played instead of just being on a four-man team. You could play. You could go ahead and not play a single shot. the entire time. I mean, you can get you can just be out there to hit some drives, right? You know exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. The two man scramble, I, I like the the format a lot better. You know, if in a perfect world, if you could do like a four man scramble where you you went off as eightsomes or something, mm-hmm. right? Like that seems, a, but that would just take forever. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I. At the end of the day, though, I think a lot of people cheat. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, how do you how do you think that cheating could be mitigated in like a four man scramble? Dude, I don't I don't think you can really do too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're relying on people being honest on their handicaps and then you're relying on being honest on their their score, right? Unless you're playing you know, um I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it can be. Yeah. Really, right? You got to it's it's an honor system. At the end of the day, you know, golf's a, a gentleman's game, a game of honor, so um I don't know if I'm playing competitively, right? You know, if it's just me and you playing and I hit a, a duff a shot out of the, the, the rough or whatever and I drop another one down and hit it, you know, we're out to just have a f- fun, right? right? I'm not going to count that if we got money going on the hole or we got a game going. I'm going to take my first shot that was terrible and I'll maybe hit another one for funsies. But um, that's it's, it. it's, you know, it's again, it comes down to just, I don't know, fuck, like, you know, at, 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 not to go all moral, but it's like, you know, how right. you were raised, right? Exactly. Like, I don't I don't feel good if I know I cheated to win a game. Exactly. Um, and that's playing any game, not not just golf. Right. So no satisfaction in winning if you know that it's not a legitimate win. Yeah. Unless you're the Astros and you cheated and beat the Dodgers in a World Series. That's the only time that's been allowed. Um <laughs> I think that the punishments were too harsh. Uh no, I think that uh, cheating can be mitigated in a couple ways. One is is uh, capping the handicaps. So it's if no matter what it is, you get eighteen as your handicap. Yeah, well, let's be real. 
if you're a 20 something handicap, like what are the chances you signing up for a golf tournament? Exactly. You, know, you you're not, you're not that good of a golfer. Right. Why, you know, um, so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I agree. There's it, that. I think that if they had just a few, uh, player assistants or like marshals for lack of a better term out there. Yeah. You and know. what they do is like, I would just think that you go up, you, you see what group is, uh, who's playing and you shadow them for a hole and then you move on to a next group yeah. and you shadow them for the whole. You have a couple marshals out every three holes or something. And so you keep, you keep score. You watch it. You watch them play an entire hole and you count their score, whatever their score is. You turn that into the, the scorekeeper at the very end. And if that hole matches up to what they have on their scorecard, then they're good. Then they're good. Um, if it doesn't, then red flag, you go confirm, Hey, what happened here? Blah, blah, blah. And if, you know, they can't explain why the scorecard is, is different for lack of cheating, um, they're disqualified. Simple and that's that. totally plausible with how the NCGA sets these tournaments up. Cause it's all tracked on your phone and mm-hmm. through, through the USGA app. And so they have the they do a great job with the live scoring, and so that's totally plausible, right? Right. Say we're on hole six, we've got ourselves down for a, a birdie on hole six, mm-hmm. net birdie, um, and the guy that watched us had us down for a four. Well, then you know, then on you know, we, then then he needs to come watch us for the next three holes, exactly. right? And if we play every we got matching scores and you know we meet up at the turn or wherever afterwards and we go back and 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 go from there yeah um but yeah yeah i it's think tough. it's very it, it is at, at the, I mean, the four-man scramble is, is just so susceptible to cheating that it's really hard to you know if you're playing in an event like that you just pretty much got to suck it up and know like hey there's gonna be some funny stuff going on some funny business um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still looking forward to ours coming up. I, I like that it's ran officially and I have no worries about that. No, so. no, I agree. All right. Should we just kind of segue here into some gambling? Yeah. What do we got this week? Um, for myself, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to my Mexican brethren on some live golf. My All boys, right. <laughs> Carlos Ortiz almost won the last live golf event. So I'm going back to the well. I'm going to take Carlos Ortiz to win it. Uh, no team bets, but I'm going to go just individual. Um, Carlos Ortiz to win it plus 2,500, and then Abraham Answers plus 1,200. So I don't Someone knows something. Um, I thought it would be a little lower down the list, but mm-hmm. uh, DJ's the favorite, which stands, you know, makes sense given how he performed at the. Uh, Answer played well in the open, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, answers at plus 1,200. Um, and yeah, so those are my guys I'm betting on live. Um, and then I got some first round bombs for tomorrow and that'll probably be the extent of me watching the rocket mortgage, um, in beautiful open. Detroit. Who yeah. Did? It's in Detroit, right? Yep. Uh, cause last week was in Minnesota. So yeah. Uh, first round bombs. Everyone was on Tagala last week. Um, he missed the cut. I kind of was, I, I, I bet on him first round. I was kind of weary of it. Um, I, I didn't like that everyone was on him. His odds are a little better. So I got Tagala, 55 to 1, first round leader. I got uh, Svenny, who's cashed some bets for me, Adam Svensson, 75 to 1, first round leader. I've got Joel Damon, who's playing with Max Homa, their buddies. They got their little shit talking thing going on on Instagram mm-hmm. amongst each other, um, which is great. They're, those are two of the funnier guys on 
social media um, and just watching them jab at each other back and forth all week, knowing that they're playing two rounds with each other has been great. But I got Joel Damon at 80 to 1. Um, I got a guy that you're very fond yeah. of on here at 100 to 1. Big bomb. Last time we bet 100 to 1 winner, the butler came through for us, Wyndham Clark. Um, so I got Bo Hostler, 100 to 1. And then I got a guy that I bet last week, and he went off in the uh, he went off in the afternoon and played ter- okay in the first round. Then he went off the next morning, Friday morning, and dusted. I think he posted the low round of the tournament, and that's Cullum Taron um, at eighty to one. Nice. So I got five first round bombs. Let's hope one of them hits, and we'll keep it rolling. We've been stacking cheddar on the golf gambling all season long. All season long. Uh, We're up big. Up big. Outright winners, first round bombs, top tens. Uh, Svenny hit me a nice like plus 1,000. DraftKings. DraftKings. And then I've had some great live bets in in tournaments as well um, that have kept through. So if... uh, if you do listen to this and tail these bets, let's go, baby. Let's drop some bombs. Yeah, I'm gonna tail your uh, uh, little Bo Hostler action. action. I don't know if I'm gonna do first round. First round, maybe uh, to win. I think I'm. Just, I'm I like to win. Gala, I like Tagala to win. Another guy I like to win. He's he's a favorite, but um, he played great at the the British Open. Um, is Cam Young? Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. I want to arguably rookie of the year. Tagala is up there as well, but Cam Cam's got the the lock on it right now. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. All right. Uh, should we wrap this tidy little sucker up with some Let's up do and it. downs? Let's All do right. it. Do you want to do downs first? Or want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, I got one down. It happened today. I saw it on uh, Instagram. It made me very mad. Um, Danielle King was at her local TPC Las Vegas or whatever the TPC course is out there. She parked in the uh, pro pros only tour pros only spot today mm-hmm. and they had the gall to call her and have her move her car out of the tour pro spot oh my god um because she's not on the pga tour needless to say she's a major championship winner on the lpga tour how dare and you? perhaps you know one of the top five recognizable lpga players how dare you you chauvinist bastards uh make Shameful. her move her car that's outrageous she's a fucking pro she's probably she'll probably school every dude on that course yep um so that was not cool to see um that's, we we want we want golf to be more inclusive and uh to kind of break out of the old white man's game yeah um, Shameful. That, that, it, that it has or the kind of reputation that it has and that just makes it seem like again it's a good old boys club out there. Um, so that that was uh, frustrating. That's the only down I got. I have two. Uh, number one is the San Francisco Giants. Mm. Just, I, I didn't even... Yeah. yeah. Don't get me started on that. I, I'm just going to just say this. After, after last year's season, which was uh, clearly lightning in a bottle, for lack of a better term, uh, just... The brand of ball they're playing. I don't mind losing, but just the way they do. Dude, to watch your team boot balls nonstop, and it's not even just errors. It's missing cutoff men. Yeah, just just routine stuff. Um, and then uh, yeah, I mean they they got. We're both Giants fans, diehard Giants fans. They got completely exposed this weekend for the frauds that they are. Yeah. Um, you have four games against your division rival. 
you go in and you get swept. You go in and, and you give them the first two nights, you give them multiple extra at-bats that come to bite you in the ass yep. with uh, Grand Slam home runs and home runs late in the game. Um, and just no guts either. Right. No guts. Um, they it seems like they're really they're really missing out on on Buster's presence. They, they miss Buster. They miss him. They 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 don't even miss him for the. I mean, he had his one of his best years ever last year. Right. Um. They don't even they don't even miss that production. They just miss him. Like you said, his presence, a calming presence, a veteran that's been through it. Um. Someone who's gonna hold guys accountable. Not saying that. Guys like uh, Crawford or um, or Belt don't necessarily do that. I think Crawford's probably the, the 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 captain of the team at this point, even though they try to say that Brandon Belt is. But it's just last year you had got a lot of guys having career years, a lot of guys that were overperforming who they actually are, and that's how you get 107 wins from a team like that. And they made no offseason really gains or uh, additions to – fill the production that they lost in you know losing a guy like Gossman losing a guy like Buster Posey Chris Bryant and then you're essentially losing a Brandon Belt and a a Crawford because those guys had great seasons last year look at look at look at the games that we lost in LA we were in all these games yeah and the Dodgers have star power galore um you can't you can't let up you get what what happened all those uh the first the first night Mookie Betts hits a, a three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth. Second night, Cody Bellinger, star power, fucking MVP, two MVP. You know, like, yeah. we had the opportunities to go out and sign guys, and we wanted to try to, you know, mix and match and play the analytics game. But uh, you still need you, you still need a star. Yeah, you do. Um, Heart of the order, so, guys. Yeah, uh, I think we echo the sentiments of a lot of Giants fans that are quite frustrated and angry because um, they have a good team, and, you know, you know they got a ton of injuries they got guys playing out of position mm-hmm. and that's somewhat of a a little bit of a cop out for the heirs but something's got to change they need to um i don't know i don't know i don't we, particularly we, i was skeptical on gabe kapler when we hired him yeah last year was kind of uh, a little blissful he had a good, he had blissful a good I question sometimes where our leadership comes from and where the guts come from on this team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've seen um, an entire era of great defense and great pitching. And that's how we won three World that's Series. That's how we won three World Series. We didn't series. win it with bats. Exactly. <laughs> so to, to see essentially the end of an era um, in that regard, which leads me into my second down. Uh, it's an end of an era of us living in San Francisco, living in the same city. We've pretty much been in the same town now for the better part of 15 years. Yep. Um, it's been really fun. I'm sad to see you go. Uh, it's going to be a lot more difficult to like do things like we did today, go to the Presidio, hit some I know, balls. Grind it out. Um, meet up for, you know, just to go do something, hang out and stuff. And uh, I'll miss that. But that also leads me to my first up. First up is I'm happy that you're moving in with your gal. You guys are going to have a, a, a great life down there. Palo Alto is sweet. Um, you're not that far away. We'll get on Stanford Court Golf we'll, Course we'll, too. Stanford Course Review looming. We did, That just opens up the area of, of golf courses that we'll play more frequently, so I'm really looking forward Baylin's to that. Baylin's down there is another one. Yeah. Um, that's a newer course down there that we got to check out. Um, yeah, and so we'll be down to visit 
hang out with you guys and, and get some golf in while we're down there. So stoked for that. Um, my second up is shout out again to Jack and Emily Straub. The Straubs. Your wedding was incredible. Uh, happy for those guys. Get I get Jack uh, locked in as my brother-in-law. It's written. It's um, going to be a, a really fun time playing golf with him as well, hanging out with him, and you know, just the family functions are going to be great for years to come. So really, uh, yes, to I look forward to attending some of those and, and lots of golf rounds uh, with the uh, the brother-in-laws. Yep. Definitely. And then lastly is our upcoming tournament we've already talked about. I'm really just excited to get out there and, uh, and play competitive golf again with my guy and try to put up a better number than last time. Yep. Um, my ups, uh, my first one on shout out to Jack and Emily getting married. Um, also, an up on that note was I had a great time watching young Bruce. Ah, uh, yes. Um, he had a blast. I could tell. I love that little dude, bro. I, I mean, I can't, I can't, I, I've told you that. I love that guy. He's, he's, uh, I love him more than probably like all my, my own dogs. Um, he's a great little dude. I had a blast with him. Um, so shout out to the newlyweds, first of all, and then a great time with little Brucey over the week, um, or early weekend. Uh, my next up is, uh, Playing some tournament golf, I'm I'm excited. Playing a little better, I got a little more confidence in my own game. Um, got a lot of confidence with my putter and my short game, so I hope that I can uh, get us some some scores um, out there. And then uh, yeah, an, an up and a down would be it's bittersweet leaving the city. It's been a, a fun ten year run, um, and uh, as much as I'm sad to go, I'm very excited to. Uh, Moved to Palo Alto with my beautiful girlfriend. And then I guess another up, most of my close friends, probably the biggest up, most of my close friends, immediate friends know this all, but I'm not just moving in with my girlfriend, but uh, I will be having a, a young a young golfer coming out um, at the end of this year, the beginning of next year. Um, so that one, I'm, I'm Scared, excited, happy, uh, a, a bluster of emotion. I but bet. Um, yeah, I'm praying that we have just a, a healthy baby and that I'm a good partner through uh, my gal's pregnancy here. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it all. Young boy. Little dude. Little dude. And that's going to be exciting. I uh, can't wait to, to meet him. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Palo Alto is awesome. You're going to back to suburban living. Get out of the hustle and bustle of the city. I know that we're on our on our way out as well um, to the other side of the city, north northbound. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely still been plenty a great of time. podcasts to come. We've been running Zoom trials many times. We got that down now. Some in person stuff too, and we're only even if you guys move north, we're still only an hour away from each other. Tops. Yep. Yeah. So we'll we'll still keep doing this, which is a, a, a which is also an up. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to many more podcasts to come and many more adventures, my man. Yes, indeed. We'll be back next week. We'll recap the NCGA tournament and uh, we'll recap some some bets here. and Crushing Guinnesses out of the uh, trophy that we win. Yes, the, the gift card that they give to the winners. <laughs> All right. Until next week, I'll see you then. Peace. That does it for this episode of the St. Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. 
Join us next week to recap our NCGA tournament and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit them straight.